everybody, it's Chris from Finding Japan. Uh, this is the first full day I've spent in Japan. And uh, I just wanted to relay a couple things I thought were pretty interesting. I <laughs> uh, got some funny stories. Actually, it's pretty amazing how much has happened in just the last uh, 24 hours or so. So uh, let me just recap with a little bit of history. Um, I flew out of uh, Newark on the uh, Continental 9 flight which gets in at about 2, between 2 and 3 depending on the weather and uh, winds and everything. After after landing um, I took the, uh, well while I was on the plane my sore throat that I've had for about um, I don't know maybe a day or two before leaving worsened which I was a little scared about but we'll see how that develops. It's, it's kinda bad now but I think it's mostly because uh, of the uh, libations from last evening so anyway sorry I'm kinda I'm kinda still out of it um, I'm trying to keep myself awake in order to be able to uh, adjust myself to the time schedule here it's a pretty big one so right now it is about uh, 830 or so and I'll probably be turning in around 10 so hopefully that'll reset me well Anyway, okay, back to the beginning. I arrived at about 2 o'clock and then actually maybe 3 and took the Narita Express to Tokyo Station. And once I arrived in Tokyo Station, my plan was to um, call my friends, uh, Saya and Rinko, and uh, get, uh, get in touch with them. My friend Rinko is graciously allowing me to stay at her place while I look for um, an apartment of my own. Um, after my trackmate arrives. So, the f I, I guess what I didn't realize is that with uh, making a phone call in Japan is pretty straightforward. You can just, or making a pay phone call, um, you can just look for the green phones in any of the stations and that works out pretty well. I went to go make a phone call to my friend Saya and I didn't know that you had to put the code in front of it. There's like an area code. Not the country code, but like an area code. I, I I neglected to put it in, and then I heard a, a nice female voice on the phone. I said, "Ah, mosh mosh saidaska," and she said something I didn't understand. It sounded a little frantic, and I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Well, it turns out that I actually called the fire department because Saya's cell phone number begins with one one nine, which is um, the Japanese equivalent of nine one one. So that was fairly interesting. I apologized profusely, and she said, "No problem." And but she didn't give me instructions on how to make a phone call. I kept putting quarters in or, or 10 yen coins and uh, it wasn't working. So finally, uh, someone came up and they saw me struggling. They, they pulled out a 100 yen coin and said, you need to do that as well. And I was like, oh, okay. So I tried that and that also didn't work. So finally, um, I bought a soda so I could get more change and tried it a few more times, but that also didn't work. Um, so finally, I actually just got a... Um, phone card which worked perfectly so got in touch with Saya and met Saya and Rinko um, down at uh, Kamada station and from there we went directly to a uh, Okonomiyaki or no Yakiniku place um, which is where you cook the meat directly on grill itself so oh it was yeah Nakano-san was also there um, who's a friend of Saya and Rinko I believe so we had fun we were hanging out and uh, I had a bit too much to drink there. And then uh, Rinko took us to a uh, tachi, Tachinomi place, which is basically like a standing bar. 
and uh, met a few more people there and uh, immediately met a, another foreigner who's been here about five years or so. It was interesting because he knew one of the people in my program who was in the Jap or in the global track but actually was in Japan for quite a, quite a long time and uh, he had interviewed him uh, for his position in Japan. So it really is a small world. That was really incredible. And I, I did my best to speak with uh, a lot of the Japanese uh, people who were there. And I, it's really funny. I, I thought that my Japanese wasn't so good when I landed. I had a short conversation with someone on the plane. And I uh, didn't really talk much during dinner. But maybe it was just because of the alcohol. But eventually I felt like I was uh, speaking a lot better. But I, I really think it was just the alcohol. So... That was that was a lot of fun. Then we came back to to Rinko's place, and I just I just crashed here. Today was spent kind of walking around. The first thing I realized is that I took a three prong adapter for my laptop, when actually uh, this house has no three prong plugs, and I didn't bring the extra ends to the uh, power adapter for the Mac here. So I ended up having to go to Ginza to the Apple store to to pick one up. This this actually reminds me of something that I wanted to say. One of the things I would highly recommend if you're think of if you're thinking of coming to Japan to live here is to visit first. Now most people think that that's the you know that's obvious, but one of the things I realized is since I was familiar with the mass transit system and everything, it was a lot easier to focus on moving my luggage through the city as opposed to logistically like which way do I go. That information you know was pretty helpful when trying to find the the Apple Store in Ginza that I had run into back uh, in November, about a year and a half ago. So I found that okay, and uh, went back to uh, the Imperial Palace, um, sort of as like a closure. Last time I was there, I got, I guess you could say mugged. I, it was sort of like a pseudo-mugging um, by an American. <laughs> he took my glasses. I think he was trying to go after my camera. My friend and I chased him down. We finally got it back, and then he flipped us off and ran away. But whatever. So I kind of went there to the place where I was mugged so that I could get, you know, make sure I feel comfortable. Then I walked back, but I realized when I walked back, I didn't quite know how to get back to Rinko's apartment. So that was quite an adventure. And uh, eventually I, I realized that each of the buildings have ta tags on them that show them what building number it is. And after I figured that out, I was able to pretty much um, find her apartment without a problem. I had my first meal, my first full, you know, non-bought uh, at a restaurant meal that I picked up from 7-Eleven. <laughs> and uh, it was really good. Uh, the ramen here is pretty, pretty damn good. And uh, now I'm just kind of relaxing. So that is pretty much the first day in Japan. Um, I'm going to start numbering these podcasts uh, now that I'm in Japan. So this will be episode one, the very first episode. So Jesus, it's only, only been about a little over 24 hours, and uh, everything's going good. I, I'm hoping I get over this sore throat because I don't want to uh, have to deal with the Japanese medical system right away. So we're going to see. I think I'm just going to take some aspirin, some Tylenol, or some Tylenol, which is kind of like aspirin, I guess. I don't know. And then uh, head off to bed and hopefully see how it, uh, how it goes. Uh, what else? Is there anything else? Um, no, I think that's, I think that does it for now. I have to apologize, my mind's kind of cloudy still with the, uh, <laughs> the Jisaboke, which is jet lag, and, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of kicking my ass right now, to be truthful. Let's see what else.
Okay, so that's pretty much going to do it for this quick episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope to make it more interesting in the future. In fact, um, I, I will, and I know it will be. I have um, a bunch of ideas already laid out, a bunch of things already recorded that I'm, I'm going to wait to build into other episodes. Um, send your thoughts and ideas about what you may want to see, things you've heard about Japan, things that you may uh, be curious about, and hopefully I can use that as motivation to help me explore a little bit more. Um, the other thing that I want to get across with this project, just in general, is um, finding Japan is also about finding the people of Japan. It's not just you know, the manga kisa or the, the bookstores or riding the trains around or, you know, getting import video games. It's really, you know, I, I'm really curious about how Japanese people think and what they're like and, uh, you know, finding different Japanese people to, to converse with. I had a conversation last night actually with, with uh, Saya and Rinko. Uh, God, I'm so, I'm so bad with names. And Nakano-san. And it was it was interesting because we were talking about um, other people that they have known that have come and visit and how maybe they have been disappointed with them after they moved back to America um, or they didn't feel like they were really genuine. And I found that really intriguing. I, I think that's probably that particular, obviously that's that particular person, but also it's more like, Americans in general have have a reputation for for being brash, especially from the perspective of the Japanese culture. They feel like they have things coming to them, or they they um, expect things to be given to them. Um, that's not true, obviously, of everyone. I, I realize I'm making a broad generalization, and those are often dangerous. But I think it says a lot about the Japanese perspective of, of America, and I hope not to repeat that and show a genuine curiosity in the culture and, and people of Japan. So there you go. I realize this this first episode here is a little mishmashed. Um, things are out of order and everything. But I did want to give everybody an update, and I hope everybody is doing well. Again, send me your ideas. The easiest way is to email them, Christopher at FindingJapan.com. Send me a note. Let me know what you think. And I will keep these coming as often as possible. I'm, I'm going to make it a habit and, and uh, get it built into my routine so um, these become frequent. So again, thank you for listening to the first official audio podcast episode from Finding Japan. Thanks and good night.